Oh shit, you are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames, brought to you by your boy, Mo Murphy. This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with you with another episode of the Up in Flames podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in, listening, and checking me out and all y'all support. Definitely want to start off that way. But first things first, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots and is now going to be in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. Hey, Chris Godwin, don't give up that damn number 12. You earned that. You put up 1,200 yards receiving in that uniform. Don't give up that number 12, all right? But, yeah, I just had to say that. But, you know what I'm saying? Tom Brady to the motherfucking Bucks. Now, if you know me, you know I'm from Tampa. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the Tampa Bay area. I'm from Largo, Florida, but I'm from the Tampa Bay area. So, everybody back at the crib is Bucks fans. And all I've been hearing, hey, we going to the Super Bowl now, nigga. We going to the Super Bowl now. Hey, y'all hold that shit up one second. You feel me? Y'all just hold up for one second, bro. You guys are the Bucks, bro. Y'all damn near just as bad as the Cleveland Browns. So don't sit here and think because you got Tom Brady at 43 years old, you got the next coming of Jesus. Tom Brady has been in a decline the past three years. Let's not act like this man has been Jesus walking. I know his team has won a Super Bowl in these past three years. I know his team went to another Super Bowl and took an L in these past three years. But all I'm going to say is just hold off real quick on the fact that y'all niggas going to the Super Bowl because y'all got Tom Brady. Now, what I do like about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots is that dynasty is over. I'm telling you, the Patriots been winning since damn near since I was born. They've been a dynasty for 20 years. I'm glad that shit is over with. Nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I give it to him. He is the GOAT. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. I give it to him. But finally, there's going to be a new era where the Patriots are going to be irrelevant. So, hey, my nigga B-Mungs, sit back, relax, and see what it's like to be losing for the next 25 years. All right, motherfucker? But, yeah. So, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, bro. Man, I think that's a, I do think that's a big acquisition. For the Bucks to get Tom Brady because the one thing is Tom Brady has been in a decline in New England with no weapons. Tom Brady is in Tampa with O.J. Howard and Cameron Brady tight end. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at wide receiver. Man, this about to be the best repertoire of weapons Tom Brady's probably ever had, period. I mean, I'm not going to take away. You know, we, we seen what happened when you gave Tom Brady Randy Moss. Now, ain't none of them Randy Moss, but these are multiple guys that can make plays. You got two guys that are easily 12, 1,300-yard receiver a season. Guys, you know what I'm saying? So, you ain't give them no bums. O.J. Howard is a very talented dude. Cameron Brake, they both 6'4", 6'5", monsters. So, I will say, hey, that's a nice little move that the Bucks made to get Tom Brady. I'm not going to say they're a Super Bowl team. I'm not saying that shit until I see what Tom Brady going to give us at 43 years old. But what I will say, I definitely would be surprised if they don't make the playoffs. I mean, they honestly was a playoff team last year if Jameis Winston didn't goddamn go 30 for 30 and throw 30 picks. He would have cut those down in half. We already talking about the Bucks was a playoff team last year. So you kind of you upgraded at quarterback, you know what I'm saying, and got Tom Brady, who is the GOAT. 
I give it to him. There's no hating on this end, but we're not going to sit here and act like there hasn't been a decline the past three seasons. His completion percentage is lower. How many touchdowns he's thrown has lowered. There's just been a lot of little situations where you could tell Tom Brady is taking a decline due to Father Tom. Nobody, Father Tom is undefeated. Nobody beats Father Tom. But you know what I'm saying? It was a great pickup. Man, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what Tom Brady going to do. Shit, I ain't even going to lie to you. If my Dallas Cowboys ain't popping, Bucks fans. Hey, y'all know I'm from the Tampa Bay area. Y'all going to take me as a little bandwagon fan? Nah, I'm just playing. Fuck y'all, bro. I ain't even trying to really be talking about y'all like that, but I had to. And now I want to talk about Todd Gurley being released by the L.A. Rams and signing a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. It's a decent move by the Falcons, but let's kind of get into, you know, let, let me kind of get into why the Rams released Todd Gurley. So clearly Todd Gurley's health is an issue because you're not going to release a guy like Todd Gurley unless you thought his health was an issue. And I think the Rams kind of covered up how serious his knee was last year. You know what I'm saying? But you could clearly tell they weren't running him as much. They weren't throwing to him as much. He wasn't on the field as much. He took a lot less carries. He ran for a lot less yards. He didn't even average four yards a carry. That's not the Todd Gurley we used to. We used to seeing him run for 14, 15, 1,600 yards, catch for another seven, 800 in a season. So the fact that he didn't even do half of that went to show that his knee was a problem in the first place anyway. And the Falcons picking him up. I guess I'm going to say it's a good move, but I think it's more of a good move based off his name than it is based off his production because if his knee is going to constantly be a problem in the next season and and so on, Ty Gurley's not the same Ty Gurley anyway. So you didn't sign the guy that's 14, 15, 1,600 yards. Now he does fit Atlanta's scheme on offense, the zone schemes that they run on offense. You know, his load won't be as high because they're really a pass-heavy offense with Julio and Calvin Ridley, you know what I'm saying? They lost Austin Hooper and signed Hayden Hurst. So they're still a pass-heavy offense. So I know they won't be relying on Todd Gurley to give them 14, 15, 1,600 yards. But is his knee going to last all season? Or is it possible that Todd Gurley's career could be over? They only signed him to a one-year deal. So obviously Atlanta has the same questions is, how healthy is Todd Gurley? We're going to sign him for one year, and we're going to go from there. If Todd Gurley gets back and his knee is able to get back right and he gets back to the Todd Gurley we know, then that was a steal for the Atlanta Falcons and and they might may end up signing him for another two, three years after this season. But at the same time, he has an arthritic knee. So that's going to be something that's going to bother him for the rest of his life. So I just don't see Todd Gurley going back to being the same Todd Gurley. But the Atlanta Falcons did not sign him to at, and ask him to give him that same workload he gave in L.A., and be the guy that has he's not expected to run 15, 1,600 yards. Like I said, they're a pass-heavy offense. They have another running back in Ish Smith that they can kind of split the workload. So as long as Todd Gurley can have flashes of his old self, which is crazy to say because he's still young, but we're saying his old self. But if he can give you enough flashes of his old self, and he fits the, the Falcons scheme, like I said, that zone scheme they run on offense. And there's other weapons for the – for the focus to not be on Todd Gurley all day. So, you know what I mean? I think it'll fit as long as he stays healthy. Even if he doesn't, his knee doesn't get any better, but he's able to play every game on a limited workload or a split workload, then that'll be a pretty good pickup for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. 
That move don't make too much sense to me. One, Melvin Gordon, I know you feel like a jackass now because you held out when the Chargers offered you $10 million a year. Now you sign a two-year deal with the Broncos for $16 million. You're only getting $8 million a year. So I know you feel like a jackass. And, you know, I seen an interview he had, and he's like, man, I kind of regret holding out because I held out for nothing. You took a pay cut in holding out. You could have just took them $10 million. One, you're not Ezekiel Elliott. Then you got to think about the running backs that's coming up on contract extension. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. I think as great as Melvin Gordon was in college and as great as we thought he would be in the NFL, he was just a product of the Chargers. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he was just that transcendent guy that is just a game changer out that backfield because they didn't miss a step when Melvin Gordon wasn't playing and they had Austin Eckler. That's why they signed Eckler. They're like, you know, we'll get him for a little bit cheaper and Melvin Gordon, you know what I'm saying, El El Austin Eckler was really producing more than Melvin Gordon. He was a pass catching back out the backfield. You know, he was averaging more yards to carry. So I think it was Melvin Gordon's success was solely based off the fact of him being in the Chargers. He was just the right guy for that team. But we also seen other running backs be successful back there without Melvin Gordon when he was hurt, you know, with him holding out. And Eckler took over that starting role, and their offense didn't seem to miss a beat as far as at running back. So I know Melvin Gordon feels like a jackass for not taking that extension last, you know, before this season and holding out because you held out for nothing. You kind of took a step back from holding out because you missed training camp. You missed all the OTAs. So you missed everything with holding out anyway. And you took a $2 million a year pay cut to go play for a different team. Now, I don't understand why the Broncos really signed Melvin Gordon. They already had a two-running back workload with Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay. So I'm kind of assuming that Melvin Gordon is probably going to take Royce Freeman's spot. I know he's not taking Phillip Lindsay's spot, but he's going to be somewhere, you know, with split carries. Another team I thought Melvin Gordon was going to go to, or another team that I thought was going to have a higher interest in Melvin Gordon was the Bucks. If you would have asked me last season, in the middle of the season, if Melvin Gordon leaves the Chargers, where could you see him going? The Bucks would have been number one on my list. One, they don't, I mean, they have Ronald Jones, but they don't really have a very solid running back. He's very inconsistent. So I figured the Bucks were going to try and upgrade at running back and possibly go for Melvin Gordon, especially after bringing in Tom Brady. But if Melvin Gordon's asking price was too high, then I can see why the Bucks passed on him. They have, you know, they might address their running back situation in the first round or the second round. You know, there's a few good running backs in this draft. And that's kind of another thing that hurts Melvin Gordon is the, the importance of a running back in the NFL is going down because all these guys are not getting paid. You know, a guy like Derrick Henry is now not getting a long-term contract. He's getting franchise tag because the longevity of running backs is they might give you a great six to seven years. After that, they're kind of useless. And it seems like now after these running backs play through their rookie contract, it's like a year-to-year -year basis. Nobody really wants to give them a long-term guaranteed money. So I'm definitely – Still, I'm very questionable on the move that the Broncos made by getting Melvin Gordon, but I think it was just the Broncos went ahead and got him to let their fan base know they're making moves. They're, they're trying to make improvements. Melvin Gordon's still a name. He's a, he's a name that'll put a few more asses in them seats over there in Mile High because, hell, Denver garbage anyway. So, you know what I'm saying? They had to do something. They had to put a name to something. So, 
I think it was more just to make a move in, in free agency. They only signed him for two years, so it wasn't even a long-term bad deal where they overpaid for Melvin Gordon. And, you know, it'll be something if he doesn't produce like he did his first couple years, then you could cut your ties and it won't be a big salary cap hit. So, therefore, it wasn't a bad move, but it just... I don't know. It wasn't a move that makes too much sense for me, but I guess we'll see how it pans out. And maybe the Broncos ended up getting, you know, high value out of Melvin Gordon for these next two years. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that move. And um, the last thing I want to close out with is this coronavirus shit and what it's doing to the NBA, because that's the league. That's this the season It's in season for NBA. And the NBA is supposed to be on right now. We're supposed to be watching basketball, not watching these old clips, which I do love it. They're showing all these old games of, you know, the other day I was able to watch the 06 finals with Wade's run where they won four straight games after being down 2-0. So I am loving seeing some of these nostalgic games and take me back to my childhood. But this coronavirus shit is probably going to end it looks like the NBA season is going to end up being canceled Kevin Durant just tested positive for coronavirus him and three other players on the Nets two players tested positive for the Lakers we don't know what two yet it may never come out but I think this is a thing where we might see more positive tests constantly over the next couple weeks and if it's something that they really feel like is a problem they already not talking about or they already talking about bringing the season back late June, early July. So they already postponing it. The plan is to postpone it a few extra months. So I just, I'm, I'm almost afraid as a basketball fan that we not going to be able to see the Lakers Clippers in a seven game series in the Western conference finals. It's not looking like we're going to see the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis and see if he's going to take his team to the promised land. So this coronavirus shit is, is fucking up a lot of things, especially the NBA. And it really hurts me to really think that the NBA season might get canceled. I thought this was going to be the year where LeBron was going to play in the finals, win another finals MVP, get him another championship, win, you know what I mean, win his third ring with his third team. Or we was going to see Kawhi, one of those two. I really had a feeling one of those two was going to be the first guy to ever have a championship with three different teams so yeah I definitely think this coronavirus shit is going to end up hurting us basketball fans feelings because it's not looking good it's not looking promising on the fact that the the NBA season does return I still hold hope I still hope the basketball season does continue I hope we get to see it even if you just jump right into the playoffs yeah some of these guys are going to be rusty and the first couple games in these playoff series may not be exactly what we want to see but, man, I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I almost don't even know what to say. This this coronavirus shit is really killing me. It's killing the NBA. Hopefully, football ends up starting on time. You know, this no sports thing is just, it's really depressing for us sports fans. But that's all for today. That's all I got for today. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, listening. I definitely, you know, like I always tell y'all, hit me up if you have something you want to hear me talk about. If you have a comment on any one of my takes or an elaboration on anything that I said in this episode or a previous episode, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's mo 
underscore up in flames. That's Mo underscore up in flames on Instagram and Twitter. So you could definitely hit me up on either one of those accounts. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, takes, anything like that. I'm about to start doing features, starting off first with my guy, Rob Cruz, over there with the Football and Chill podcast that's coming next week. So y'all continue to stay tuned for that. Keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing. I appreciate all y'all for the support. On that note, your boy Mo out.